Amen. Please take your seat. You are welcome to church this evening. We are not here to fill one of the chairs or increase the counts, but you are here to meet with God Almighty. Amen. You are not here for, by mistake. You know, when we attend certain meetings, when we are there, you're like, oh, if I was not there, I would have missed this, you know? And when you are not there, you don't know what you are missing, you know? But because you've come tonight, whether you are here physically or you're tuned in online, that's what the Lord asks for you, you receive in its fullness in the name of Jesus. Amen. That is God's will for you. I want us to read this scripture again, Psalm 65 verse 11, because that is the season we are in. Amen. That is the season we are in, and it's always good to have understanding of the times and the seasons. People that don't have understanding of this season see it as a time for negative things. But according to the word of the Lord, we have understanding of this season. We have light, we have understanding, we have revelation about this season of the year as the year is closing up. It says, thou crownest the year with thy goodness and thy parts drop fatness. Let's look at the New Living Translation of that scripture. You crown the year with what? A bountiful harvest. You've sown seeds from the beginning of the year, even before this year. You know, you've been sowing and sowing. And the Lord is telling you in his word, if you believe it, that this year is being crowned with a bountiful harvest for you in the name of Jesus. Even the hard pathways overflow with abundance. So places that right now, or situations in your life that right look or don't look like it. They are looking hard. They are looking like, God, this is not what you promised me. It's looking like, no, Lord, no, Lord, no, Lord. Today is 21st, isn't it? We are getting to the end of this year. Lord, this thing. I don't know. You know, some people, the, 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 the way we actually limit God is even is in our minds. When we don't believe God can do certain things, then it will not happen. You know, sometimes we say things, but you don't believe them. It will not happen. You're like, oh, just a few days to the end of the year. Can that really happen? This is called the end of the year testimony, end of the year miracle. And that is what is coming to you in the name of Jesus, if you believe it. Even the art pathways, what is that thing that you're identifying right now that is looking difficult? That is not looking like it. That is not looking like what God has promised you. That is not looking like the word of God. In whichever area of your life, this evening, the Lord is saying that it is overflowing with abundance in the name of Jesus. Whatever it is, our God is too much for that. So, ember months are glorious months for us. That is it. That is our own season. This is the season we are in and we are grateful to God because your testimony, our testimonies are coming in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Are we excited about what the Lord is doing? Are you expectant for a testimony? Or you just want your year to end like that? Amen. You must be expectant. Expect it. Look forward to it. When a call is coming, it's an unknown number. Say, Lord, is this the call? When there's an alert, I say, Lord, is it that alert I've been waiting for? Be expectant. Expectancy draws something to you. Be expectant. Don't just... Mm. I don't even know who is calling Jerry. Are you not expecting something good? Good news coming unto you. So go forth in that zeal of expectation and that good thing, much more than you desire, will come to you in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. 
All right, God has his word for us tonight. He has put in my heart something to communicate to us, and very shortly I'll be doing that. Regards from our senior pastor, he's at a retreat right now, and he sends his greetings. Amen. I'm sure he's, he's connected online wherever he is. Hallelujah. Glory to God. All right, without much ado, let's go straight into the word. And God has something for us today that we, we do every day. We do every minute as believers. And a number of believers don't get it right, and they think they do, but actually they are not walking in that realm the way God wants them to do, to walk in that realm. And that is why they are not getting results. That is why they're not getting results. It's something that is not complicated, but a lot of times we complicate simple matters. The gospel is very simple. It's not complicated. It's not difficult. It's not burdensome. Tonight, God is helping us to look at trusting him completely. So the title of my message is Trusting God Completely. Amen. Amen. Trusting God Completely. Trusting God Completely. Sometimes it is little things or seemingly little things or insignificant things that prevent some things that the Lord has meant for us not to manifest. And yes, many believers have trust issues with God. Some know, some don't even know, and they feel they trust God, but in reality, they are actually not trusting God. Let's quickly look at the um, meaning of trust. You know, of course, we know that usually trust is... There's a relationship, there's somebody, or there's something. It's not one person, you know. Well, in a way, but of course, as we know also, you can trust in yourself. So you're trusting in something in yourself, but we'll get to that. So, but trust means firm belief, firm belief, unshakable belief in the reliability, in the truth, or ability of someone or something. It's firm belief in the reliability, truth, or ability of someone or something. So there's an object, there's a reference point. There's something we are looking at. A human being, or an object, something, you firmly believe in that thing. Because that thing, the, your perception of that thing is that it is reliable. It is the truth. And that thing, or that person, has the ability. And we have certain expectations. If you want to look at our relationships in life, sometimes we say, oh, we trust this person, we trust this person. It's because you feel that person is reliable. You expect something, you know, and that person is truthful, and that person has that ability. Other words for trust are confidence. When you are confident in something, you are confident that when you sit on that chair, you are not going to fall. You trust in that chair to bear your weights. Praise the Lord. You have assurance, you have certainty, you have conviction, you have conviction and you rely on that thing. So you rely on that thing confidently, with all certainty, with all assurance, you are convicted about something. So that is trust. You trust, so when you say you, tr you trust someone or you trust something, then you firmly believe in that thing to give you what you expect it to give you. So, it's, of course, a tr trust 
It can be a noun or a verb, and the actual word means that you believe in that thing, you rely on that thing, you know, or that's the ability of that thing. And you have confidence in it, you depend on it, you bank on it, you know, you count on it, you are sure about it. So that is in action, you trust that person or you trust that thing. So when you place your confidence in someone or something, that means you trust that person, okay? So when you trust somebody, you know, you trust that they will be able to meet up to your expectations. You have certain expectations, and you trust that they will be able to meet up to it. A lot of us don't really trust God because we don't even know who God is. His capacity to do certain things is not real to us. And that is why we are not able to hold on to our trust, with our trust to him. Trust is actually the foundation of relationships, you know. And coming to God now... When you say you trust God, what does it mean? What does it mean? We want to really look at our lives. Do we really trust this God that we say we trust him? To trust God means to believe in his reliability. That our God is reliable. To trust God means to believe in his reliability, to believe in his word. Remember, scripture says that he exalts his word more than his name. Praise the Lord. So you cannot trust in the Lord without trusting in his word. In fact, that is what you trust in. That shows that you trust in God. So to trust in God means to believe in his reliability, his word, his ability. A lot of us trust the Lord that he can do this, but sometimes we don't think he's able to do it in our lives. His ability. Is God really able does he have that power to do it in your life? In your life? Do you really believe that? That shows whether or not you trust in him. To trust God means to believe in his reliability, his word, his ability, and in his strength. His reliability, his word, his ability, and in his strength. Those are the characteristics that God has. That when we believe in, we have certain expectations for those things to manifest. And that means we trust him. We trust him. Proverbs chapter 30 verse 5. Proverbs chapter 30 verse 5. Every word of God is pure. He is a shield unto them that do what? Put their trust in him. You trust the word of God, then you trust in the Lord. And of course, there are many things we'll be talking about today, but I want us, as we read those scriptures, let's bring out those things. We can see that anyone that trusts in the Lord, the shield of the Lord is covering him. Can you see that? He says he is a shield. And we mustn't miss out. We must not. So, trusting God means that you believe that God loves you, and you take him by his word. What he has spoken, you believe he, he will do it. You believe he will do it. You are a believer. A believer is someone that believes, isn't it? So we shouldn't be unbelieving believers. Amen. We should be believing believers. So you are a believer. So you really believe that, oh, God says that he's in charge of your future. He has great plans for you. Then you trust him. You can trust your life on him. You're not trying to work it out on your own. But you believe he is a good God. You believe he wants to help you. And you believe he has the power to do it. Praise the Lord. I want our minds to be focused on the word this evening. You know, one of the subtle ways the devil comes is to give you some thoughts. Good thoughts or things that maybe are a bit hungry. You start thinking of that pot of rice, you know, you know, in your kitchen or something. There's a concern. 
not necessarily a worry. It comes to your mind and you start thinking in that direction. As much as possible, we need to train ourselves to be in charge of our minds so that when those kind of thoughts come, you're able to know and stop that process and bring yourself back to Mount Zion. Praise the Lord. So let's be in Mount Zion, spirit, soul, and body tonight. Hallelujah. All right, so you believe that God loves you. You take him by his word. You believe he's a good God and wants to help you and he has the power to help you. So we ought to trust the Lord. That is the expectation of God from every believer that you must trust in. You know, but we can see practically that many people trust in other things apart from God. Or, yes, they trust God up to a level, but there are other things that they trust much more than God. Because they follow those things instead of following God. You know, we trust in our parents. Of course, I'm not the, the people I mentioned. Thank God Jesus too has said it in the word. Talking about wife against husband, um, father and mother and all those stuff. You know, so, but people trust in human beings and believe them more readily than believing God. You easily believe when your father says, oh, I will do this for you, done. Believing the word of God about something. So people trust their parents, their children, their wives, their husbands, their friends. Some people, it's their friends that rule their lives. Amen. In the lives of some believers, their friends are their alpha and their omega. They cannot do anything without talking to this person. It's like, ah, is there something else about it? You start, that, that person, you never go to God for anything, but that person, oh, some people is even their mother. Everything, and you are of accountable age. You know, some married people too is their parents. At what age? No. God is the sole person you need to trust in. So you don't believe, you don't trust in those things. You must have you must have a good relationship with those things, but you don't trust in them. Because I can promise you they will fail you. We've had some experiences like that, isn't it? I'm sure almost everybody here or everybody here would have had a piece of that, you know, things you are trusting on. Some people is their businesses, their investments. They've bought this crypto and the thing, you know, they are doing forex, the thing is working, working, and suddenly, bam, it will fail. Different things will fail you. Some people even trust in their health. They feel they are very healthy, you know, and they can do all sorts. You know, go, you know, walk 25 hours a day. Do a lot of things, and suddenly their health fails them. They are just gentle. Praise the Lord. So there are many things that people trust in unconsciously apart from God or more than God that they ought not to trust in. So people even trust in their pastors more than God. Amen. Totally wrong. So wrong. God is your soul, is the sole person you must trust in. Micah chapter 7 verse 5. Micah chapter 7 verse 5. Do not trust in a friend. That is in the Bible. Praise the Lord. Do not trust in a friend. Do not put your confidence in a companion. Can you see that? Do not trust in a friend. So you have to, this is not saying you should not um, have certain expectations which are being met, you know, by your friend. But it's saying that apart from God, God is the person you trust. Because anybody that is human can actually fail. So don't easily believe what a friend tells you or a companion tells you much more than you believe what God has told you or is telling you. Jeremiah chapter 17 verses 5 to 6. Jeremiah 17 verses 5 to 6. Thus said the Lord, 
Cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes, his, and makes flesh his strength. Can you see? Remember, those are the things God is supposed to be to you. God being your strength. But he said, the man that trusts in man, including yourself, any man, that man is cursed. That man that makes flesh his strength, that person you look up to and you put your trust in, instead of putting your trust in God, God can use people to meet your needs, but he is your trust. He is your, your, your supply. He is your source, and he, can now, he decides who to use. But you don't trust in somebody, and you are like, oh, 100% sure this person cannot fail you. The person will fail you, because he is man. And he says, and makes his flesh his strength, and makes flesh his strength, whose heart departs from the Lord. As we'll see shortly, trust is a, is a heart issue. And we're going to see that better very soon. And you see what comes, um, you know, to a man that does not trust in God or does not trust in man instead of trusting in God. Verse 6, for he shall be like a shrub in the desert and shall not see when good comes. Say, that is not me. But shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness in a salt land which is not inhabited. Let's move on. All right, so you don't even trust yourself. You trust in the Lord. You don't trust yourself, you trust in the Lord. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5. I'm sure almost all of us know this scripture. It says, trust in the Lord with what? All your heart. So what do you use to trust the Lord? Your heart. Trust is a heart issue. Remember the scripture we read um, shortly, just, yeah, Jeremiah 17, verse 5, he says that cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes his flesh his strength, whose heart departs from the Lord. So when your heart departs from the Lord, that is when you actually back off in trust in him. Trust the Lord with all your heart. So the heart is very, very key to trust in the Lord. The heart is key to trusting the Lord. Is that instrument that you use to trust the Lord. You don't trust the Lord with your body. You don't trust the Lord with your spirit. You trust the Lord with your heart. And small wonder the scripture says that guard your heart with all diligence. For out of it flows the issues of life. Because it is your heart that you used to trust in the Lord. It is your heart that you used to trust in the Lord. And you know, when you trust in something, that is what you give your attention to. And that's why when we, give, when we are giving our attention to certain things more than God, that shows that we trust in those things. Whether you like it or not, whether you agree or not. Practically, what you are giving your attention to, which is your time to, those are the things you trust in. So when you are not giving enough time to the Lord, when you are giving time to other things, much more than you give to the Lord, then it doesn't show that you trust God. It doesn't show that you trust God. You give priority to who you trust. So giving priority to God means giving time to him, giving time to him, giving things to him. And when you do that, you know that you actually trust the Lord. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. You know, when we talk about the heart, we talk about your mind, your will, your emotions. So you are trusting God with your mind. That means you're trusting God with what you are thinking. Amen. 
You are trusting God with what you are thinking. Your thoughts show whether you trust God or not. When something comes to you, the kind of processes that go through your mind about that thing, about that challenge, about, oh, it comes first. You're not even thinking, that, Lord, let me present it to you. You're not thinking, that, Lord, let me pray about this thing. Let me cast my burdens. But you're thinking of, okay, this thing that is happening right now, it is Mr. A that is going to help me out. That is the person you trust. Amen. Practically. That thought is, you're not saying anything, but those thoughts are already coming. Those thoughts are coming. You're already looking, trying to work it out. You know, that means you are leaning on your understanding when you do that. And that means you are not trusting in the Lord. In other words, anytime you lean on your understanding concerning any matter at all, big or small, because sometimes we, make, we wait for the big matters. But those small matters are so important when they add up or when the resultant effects. So your everyday life, the things, little things you do are very important. Yes, the person you are going to get married to is much more important. I must really trust in the Lord for that. But your day-to-day -day goings, your going in and coming out, they are so important that you must trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding concerning those things. Anytime you find yourself leaning on your own understanding that you are not trusting the Lord, amen. Anytime you find yourself leaning on your own understanding that you are not trusting the Lord, trying to think about what to do without involving the Holy Ghost, without involving the wisdom of God, then you are not trusting the Lord anytime you lean on your own understanding. Further down, verse 6 says, In all your ways, do what? Acknowledge Him. These are things that if you don't do, then you are not trusting the Lord. If you are not acknowledging the Lord, you are not trusting the Lord. You must acknowledge him. You must give him the glory. You must let him take, you know, give me NLT of this scripture, please. Let's see what it says to us from verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Can you see that? Verse 6. Seek his will in all you do. Wow. Wow. So acknowledging the Lord means what? That you are seeking his will. You want to know, oh Lord, is this what you want me to do? You, that doesn't mean you are a dullard. That doesn't mean you don't have the things you want. But, you know, when you have something that comes to your mind, you don't rush into doing it. You say, Lord, is this what you want for me? Is this what you want me to do? You are seeking his will. You are acknowledging that, Lord, you are actually leading me. You are allowing him to lead you. And he says, and he shall direct your paths. You have direction when you trust in the Lord and trusting him means that you have confidence in him and you allow him to lead you because you know that he's leading you to a right path. And therefore you can trust in him. Therefore you can acknowledge him. Therefore you can seek him in all that you do because definitely he will show you where to take. There's a way that seemed right unto man but thereof is destruction. But there's no path. God doesn't lead us in the path of destruction. It doesn't. In fact, it leads us out. Even though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, it leads us out of it when we are in it. God never leads any man into a path of destruction. But we lead ourselves into this path most often than not. So we must always acknowledge God in all our ways and definitely it will direct our paths. Trusting the Lord with all our hearts means trusting the Lord with your mind. I mentioned that with your thoughts. Trusting the Lord with your will. When we are talking about your will, that shows that you have a choice in the matter. Amen. Trusting God is actually by choice. By choice. So, God will not force you to trust him. 
you may be an unbelieving believer and you know some people that's how they live their lives but no that is how that's not how we ought to behave. We ought to be believing believers, trusting the Lord with our will. That means we have will. We must have will, but we must subject our will to the will of God at all times. He says, trust in the Lord with all your heart, in all your ways. So every time, not in particular things. And some of us just put aside certain aspects of our lives and say, Lord, no, this one, I'm on my own. I don't want any involvement of God. I'm making my decision and that is it. You are not trusting God. That is a manifestation of someone that is not trusting God. So your will, you subject it to the will of God. Some of us have agidi. You are stubborn. When you say this is what I want to do. And God is just looking at you because you are preventing some things from happening in your life. How can you be stubborn with your maker? You must have a yielded heart that is submissive to his will. He's not saying you should not have a will. And in fact, by the time you walk with God for a while, you find out that you would delight in his own will. And over time, most of the things that come to your mind are actually God's will. And you have those, you know, you have that conviction about those, you have the convictions about those things. So your will you must subject to the will of God. When you do that, it shows that you trust God. But when you are stubborn and you say, this is what I want to do, and you're not even hearing the Holy Spirit, you are grieving him, and you're not listening to his own will over and above yours, then you're not trusting God. That is not a manifestation of someone that trusts in the Lord. So you must put your own will below the will of God. If God is saying that is fine, then you go ahead. But if God is saying, no, this is not what you ought to do, then by his help, by his grace, receiving strength from him. Of course, those things are not easy all the time. See, Jesus himself had a will, but he had to pray. He had to, you know, pray to the extent to be able to, succumb, to submit himself to the will of God, which was to die for us. So I'm not saying it's going to be easy to put yourself in that position, but by the help of God, you've chosen that that is what you want to do. Then when those situations come, during practicals, in real life situations, they're able to say, Lord, not my will, but yours be done. Praise the Lord. And of course, when we are saying, um, trusting God with all your heart, we are talking about your emotions to your feelings. And you know, sometimes feelings just rise. Anger rises, you know, and you know, negative feelings and all that. What do you do? You must trust in the Lord. You must learn to relax. You must learn to be able to calm down and pause and not react and say, Lord, help me now. Lord, help me now. You learn to begin to speak in tongues when those emotions are rising. Or, you know, you get bad news. You must learn to respond to that bad news like somebody that trusts the Lord. Praise the Lord. So your heart is the key instrument that you use for trusting God. There's no way you can trust God outside of your heart. That is the key instrument. And, um, of course, let's look at, go to verse 5, please. Proverbs 3, verse 5. We'll see that it says, trust, the Lord with, in, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Your understanding is your mind, your intellect, okay? Verse 6. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. When you acknowledge the Lord, that means you are actually allowing his own will over you. So you are putting your will down. So all these aspects of our hearts are too important and we must always make the right choices. We are helped by the Lord in the name of Jesus. Amen. So from this scripture, in other words, trusting the Lord means you are not relying on your own opinions. 
You're not relying on your own judgment. You're not relying on your own understanding. You're not relying on your own wisdom, but on the Lord's. And you rely on the Lord to guide you. You rely on the Lord to lead you. You seek his will. You seek his will. You want to know. You want to be sure that you are doing the right thing. You are following God. So you ask the Lord questions. You seek his will. And when you know his will, then you do his will. Because you know that he will not lead you astray. And you allow him. That means you're allowing him to make the decisions in your life. You're allowing him to lord himself over your life. That shows you trust him. For believers that have Jesus as their savior and not as their lord, they do not trust in the Lord. Because they are the one leading themselves. They're not allowing the Lord to lead them. In little things, in big things, the Lord must lead you, which shows your trust. When you are leading yourself or refusing to allow the Lord to lead you, then that is a sign that you do not trust the Lord. That is a sign that you do not trust the Lord. So you must trust the Lord completely. Easy translation of Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5. It says, trust in the Lord completely. Completely. Withholding nothing. He says, do not think that you understand straight. So you don't want to live life on your own. You want to trust the Lord completely in everything you do, everywhere you go. And you will see that result in your life. So you must choose to have that habit of trusting God. Not, I trust God today, tomorrow I'm not trusting God. I trust God in this area of my life, this other one. No, Lord, leave it to me. No. No, that is not trusting God completely. So you must have that habit of trusting God. And everything, as we've seen, is connected to our hearts. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20. My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. 22, for their life to those that find them, and else to all. These are the issues of life, and else to all their flesh. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. Give attention to my words. There's no running away from it. When you don't consistently feed your heart with the word of God, then it's going to be fed with other things that are negative. But when you consistently feed your heart with the word of God, then you, it helps your trust in God. When you incline your He's saying, when you keep the word of God in the midst of your heart, when you seek for it and you find it, there's an effort you have to make. When you do that, then your heart is filled with God's word and it helps your trust in God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So your daily dose of the word of God is too important. Your daily dose of God's word, in whichever way you get it in, is too important. When you are here... You know, in an assembly, listening to God's word, let your mind be there. Don't take that time for granted. Don't let your thoughts wander. Maximize the moment by getting the word of God into your heart, into the midst of your heart, so that it will get to the bottom of your heart and your trust from God emanates from there. Your heart is key to trusting the Lord. And the word of God is what you put in the midst of your heart that causes you to trust the Lord and causes the issues of life to flow in your favor. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So when you trust the Lord, it goes beyond what you want. 
It goes beyond what you think about that matter. It goes beyond your, the judgment, your own judgment of that matter. It's beyond that. It is what the Lord says. What is the Lord saying? What is the only, Anyone that chooses to follow God and listen for his voice, you cannot miss it in life. In every step you take, you learn to follow God, you learn to listen for his voice. Not what you want, what you think, what you feel about the matter. Those are irrelevant when it comes to trusting God. It is what God has said, what God is saying, and you keep following him. Praise the Lord. So you must apply this to every situation in your life. Don't leave out one aspect of your life and say, Lord, this one, mm -mm. give it over to God. Trust him in every aspect and you will see the results. Someone, let's look at a few characteristics of someone that trusts God. There are so many and we'll look at some rewards as we also go. Characteristics of someone that trusts the Lord. So if you say you trust the Lord, then you must be able to show forth these things. Psalm 112 verse 7. And yes, David was a man that trusted the Lord so much. And there's a lot to learn from him. Psalm 112, verse 7. It says, He will not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is what? Steadfast, trusting in the Lord. Can you see the heart? When your heart is steadfast on the Lord. So when there are negative, when there's negative news coming, there's a way you respond. It doesn't shake you because you know the Lord whom you trust in. You know the Lord whom you trust in. You don't live in fear. Some people are living in constant fear. Fear about the future. Fear about whether they'll make it in life. And that is where the devil has put them and they are remaining there. You are set free from such fear now in the name of Jesus. The Passion Translation of this scripture says, We will not live in fear or dread of what may come, for their hearts are firm, ever secure in their faith. So you trust in the Lord, you don't live in fear. You trust in the Lord means you have faith in him, and therefore fear has no place in you. CEV version says, CEV, bad news, bad news won't bother them. Bad news will not bother them. They have decided to trust the Lord. That means a man that trusts the Lord, bad news doesn't bother him. It doesn't move him. It doesn't shake him because he knows the Lord that he trusts. It doesn't shake him. A situation comes. It's not like he's now saying, yeah, my, my own, that person's own has finished. People see all sorts of things when bad news comes. But a man that trusts the Lord, you don't react you respond with understanding because you trust you know the lord you trust is a good god to you so when you trust the lord then you don't live in fear you are not afraid of evil tidings okay um verse chapter 37 of psalms verse 5 chapter 37 verse 5 commit your way to the lord Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. Amen. So a man that trusts the Lord, what does he do? He commits his way unto the Lord. It's just normal. Say, Lord, I'm going out, I commit my way. And not by mouth. You actually, as you are out there, as you are doing whatever you are doing, you are conscious of the presence of the Lord, and you have committed your way unto him. So you are, you are listening for his voice, and you are involving him in your daily life. That's what it's about. So a man that trusts in the Lord, he always commits his way unto the Lord. TPT says, give God the right to direct your life. Amen. Give God the right. So you have the right 
you can choose not to give God the right to direct your life. It's by choice. Remember that. Trusting God is by choice. So, but he's encouraging us now that we should give God the right to direct our lives. Give God the right to lord it over you and to direct you in that right path. As long and as you trust him along the way, you will find he pulled it off perfectly. He just works it out. When you trust the Lord, he works it out. Easy translation, he says, let the Lord be your guide into the future. Hallelujah. Let the Lord be your guide. The future, the next one minute is the future. The next two hours is the future. Tomorrow is the future. One year is the future. Five years, ten years. So let God guide you into the future. He shall let him guide your life. Trust in him and he will help you. Amen. He helps those that trust him. That's one of the rewards of those that trust the Lord. He helps them. So a man that trusts the Lord commits everything to him. And as a reward, the Lord helps him. He brings those things to pass. Let's look at um, chapter 62, verse 8 of Psalms again. He says, trust in him at all times. Can you see that? So trust in the Lord is every time. Every time. Trust in the Lord at all times. You people, pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. So many of us, we do not pour out our hearts before the Lord. Instead, we complain. We are very good at complaining, at saying what is happening to everybody else except God. Sometimes saying it to yourself. So, you must not be someone that complains, but that pours out your heart unto the Lord. So, you must always learn to talk to the Lord about little things, big things. Talk to the Lord about it. Pour out your heart into him because he's your refuge. When you do that, it, it acts as your refuge. It takes control of that situation. Have confidence that God is your salvation. So whatever it is, bring it on. You are ready because God is with you. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. For he are the Lord. He is my strength and my song. He, has also, he also has become my salvation. So the Lord is your strength. The Lord is your song. Is what you are saying. Is what you are thinking. And definitely it will show up for you. And it will cause salvation in that situation. So you are a man that trusts the Lord. Then you are not afraid of any situation. Because you have the Lord that is your salvation right inside of you. Apart from not being afraid of any situa situation, rather, such a man is not afraid of any man. You say you trust in the Lord. Then you are not afraid of any man. You are not afraid of any man. Psalm 56 verse 11. You are not afraid of what man can do to you. In God I have put my trust. I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? Any man is like dust before the Lord. No matter how influential is it. You can report that person to God and deal with him or her in the place of prayer. Anyone that is troubling you in your place of work or anywhere, take that person Take that name to the throne of grace. Amen. And deal with that person there. Because you have God as your salvation. You are not afraid of any man. As long as that person is man, then God can deal with him. Praise the Lord. So don't put yourself in any position to be afraid of a man. And you now forget you have God. When you trust the Lord, you fix your thoughts on him. We said that earlier also. Those who are rich in this present age, not to be haughty, not to trust in what? Uncertain riches. Uncertain riches. Riches are uncertain. 
but in the living God. When you trust in God, when there are issues about your riches, it will always bring you back to that point. But in the living God, who gives us richly all things to enjoy. You know, you can see from this scripture that the Lord gives you all things. But money can give you some things. But the Lord gives you all things. So which one are you going to trust in? The giver of all things. To enjoy. God wants you to enjoy life. Don't be deceived. Life is good. Life can be good. So he gives you all things richly, in abundance. So money can do some things. But not all things. Can money give you peace of mind? No. Many things. Money cannot even give you good health. Medicine has limitations. So a man that trusts in the Lord does not trust in riches. A man that trusts in the Lord is a minister of the new covenant. He works for God. To show that ah, this is my God, my father. I'm, working, I'm doing my father's business. First Timothy chapter 4 verse 6. He's a minister of the new covenant. A good servant of Jesus, sorry, if you instruct the brethren in these things, you will be a good minister of Jesus Christ, nourished in the words of faith and of the good doctrine which you have followed, which you have carefully followed. But reject profane and old wives' fables and exercise yourself toward godliness. For bodily exercise profits little, but godliness is profitable unto all things, having the promise of the life that is that now is and of that which is to come. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptance. Verse 10. For to this end, we both labor and suffer reproach. They go through things for Jesus. They partake of the sufferings of Christ because we what? Trust in the living God. Their trust in God is pushing them to do the work of the kingdom. Their trust in God is causing them to labor. Thank you, Father. Oh, Jesus. Trust in God. There are many scriptures about trust in the Lord. About trusting in the name of the Lord. Him being your strength, being your shield. Thank you, Father. Other rewards, safety. You have safety when you trust the Lord. Proverbs chapter 29, verse 25. You are safe. You, are not, you don't put yourself under in any trap of the enemy because you trust the Lord. Proverbs 29, verse 25. Then prosperity. Prosperity is another reward for trusting the Lord. Proverbs 28, 25. Proverbs 28, 25 and 26. Prosperity. We talked about help earlier on. The Lord is your help and your shield. Psalm 115 verses 9 to 11. The Lord is your help, is your shield. When you trust in the Lord, the Lord is your help, is your shield. He defends you. He helps you whenever you need help. Mercy, we talked about that earlier too, Psalm 32 verse 10. You get the mercy of the Lord and on and on like that. The Lord loves you and he wants you to trust him so that all the benefits and reward of trusting the Lord, you'll be able to get them. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Bow your hearts to the Lord wherever you are and say, Lord, I choose to trust you. I make that choice to always acknowledge you in all my ways. I make that trust that choice to trust you completely, to allow you, to give you the right to lead me. 
talk to the Lord, to give you the light, right to lead me, so that you lead me to my promised land, so that you lead me to fulfill destiny. Lord, I trust you. In any way I've been trusting man, in any way I've been trusting myself, in any way I've been trusting any other thing apart from you, Lord, I put everything down today. I choose to trust you with all my heart, from the bottom of my heart. Lord, I trust you. With all my heart, Lord, I trust you. Oh, Father, I trust you, Lord. I trust you, oh God. Thank you, Father, for your children as they commit themselves unto your hands, oh God. You are their help. You are their shield. All the rewards of trusting the Lord you see in your lives in the name of Jesus. It is well with all that concerns you. Father, we give you praise. In Jesus' precious name, we have prayed. Glory to God.